podcast host today. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Jason Miller, the Joint Managing Director of Charlie Miller Hairdressing. Jason, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, Jason Miller here from Charlie Miller Hairdressing in Edinburgh. Um, I've been hairdressing for just over 40 years now. Um, I am in a family business. My father and mother started. Work with my brother Josh, who does all the administration um, in the business side of things, and also my wife India, who we've worked together with now for over 30 years uh, as hairdressers. Um, we have four salons in Edinburgh, we have just over 100 people that work with us, and uh, we are known internationally in our industry for doing hair shows, seminars, TV work, MTV awards in Europe, uh, and lots of other stuff. Um, we are still really passionate about what we do as a business, and we're continually training people because that's what our business is about. And we, um, we really enjoy what we do. I've been working in our family business for over 40 years now. Um, we're very much a family affair. We're based in Edinburgh. We've worked internationally doing hair shows and photographic shoots around the world. And we've got a very varied uh, business life. It's, uh, it's very satisfying. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question, Jason. So if you were to write a letter to your student self, what would you say is the key message? <clears throat> Yeah, I think for me it's quite a lot of things actually. Uh, the first thing is be sure that you're passionate about what you want to do, which um, sometimes is quite tricky when you're young. But if you can find that and then find your purpose and what you really want to do in life, again, when you're younger that can be quite challenging, but it's okay to start thinking about it. And um, I would, looking back, um, I would think about things that, you know, we all get ideas of things that we want to do and we don't always follow them through. And I think um, the most important thing would be to remember to follow things through and um, to remember the discipline of not shying away from hard work. Now, when I was speaking to you earlier, Jason, you were saying something which I thought was very interesting um, in terms of young people was it's just about not necessarily one skill or one experience, but it was a kind of, we're talking about the kind of conglomeration of a jigsaw of experiences are very important. Yeah, well, I think as you grow up, you've got to embrace opportunities and try as many things as you can um, and to be, to open yourself to new opportunities. Um, and I've been very fortunate in our life. You know, some people say, oh, are you just a hairdresser? But in our industry, it's taken us to so many different things. I mean, here we are today doing the film. Um, there's salon design, there is photographic work, there's TV work, there is hair shows, there's working with people, there is um, training, teaching, management. And so it all adds up to success. And so you've got to embrace the opportunities. Never underestimate them when you're coming your way. Can I just ask you to reflect just a little bit? If you could identify for you, what was the first knock of the dominoes for you 
in, 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 in your work that kind of set you off on the path? Um, well, the truth of the matter was that um, I saw my parents do a hair show in London, and for some reason, I thought I want to do that. And I was about 12, which is quite unusually young, but I just knew that's what I wanted to do. And um, when I look back on it, I think 12, it's quite weird. <laughs> but um, it's, that's true. Um, and I just knew that it was it had lots of opportunities, excitement. I knew that I wanted to travel, and I knew that I could do that with this job. Um, and I, I have done and still do, and it's given us so much satisfaction in our lives. Amazing. Okay, so going back to when you were 12, and um, you saw your parents uh, doing, doing a hair show in London, so that's really probably what set off your passion. Is that what you see? Is that what your passion yeah, is? Yeah, it was the excitement of it. And it was the artisticness of it. And, you know, I think we've all got different types that we are. And for me, I'm a very much a doing person. So I need to be using the hands, I need to be working. And, and so the artistic opportunity and the creativity, I think, was the thing that probably spurred me off. I didn't know that at the time. I think I know that now. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it, it, it was that. Now you said something just uh, a couple of minutes ago, just about one of the skills in that you've developed as well is, is kind of people management, and um, and obviously you you've been an employer of people over the years. So I was wondering just about if you had any thoughts about your leadership style. So um, there's lots of views out there about you know this the kind of leadership style that tells you what to do or there's the more kind of empowering leadership um, style which is a little bit more invisible a little bit behind the scenes but it's all about empowering others and setting up an infrastructure that others can follow and so I want you just to have a think about what would you think your successful leadership style has been where does um, it work best well I think one of our values that we have um, in the business which has really come from my father is to be genuine, be empathetic, and do it with warmth, do it with niceness. So I think that all adds up to being real, being fair, and thinking about other people. And if you put yourself on other people's wavelength, then you've got to tune into them to make sure that things are working. And when things work harmoniously, then everybody gets on. Now, the tricky thing about that is you've got to continually keep working on it all the time because it keeps changing. You don't fix it. It never gets fixed. It's organic then. It's organic, but people are people. And so you're always going to have new people and everybody's always learning. So it's a bit like if the same as being a student at university or whatever you do, you've got to keep working on yourself, but you've got to keep considering others. And I think when we do that, that's when a team works really well. Thank you. Okay, and um, I want you to um, now switch to um, um, on a business side. I want you to have a little think about what success means to you. 
what does success mean in a business sense to me? I think it, um, it means, again, a number of things. I think foremost is make sure that, again, it's harmonious and everybody's happy and everybody's enjoying it. So first of all, the team's got to enjoy it. I've got to enjoy it. The clients have got to enjoy it. Um, everybody that's involved has to enjoy it. Otherwise, why would we want to do it? Um, and then obviously, there's from a business point of view, there's the financial side of things. We've all, it doesn't matter what we, we think, we've all got to make sure that our business works. So we've got to have the, the nitty gritties in place. And um, over the years, you know, we've worked very organically as a small family business, building up to a slightly bigger one. Um, and I think the systems that are in place in relation to, again, going back to the discipline of systems, which to be quite honest, folks, is not my forte, but I know it's really, really important. So I come from more of an artistic side of things. My brother in the business that's really, runs the administration of the business and the systems and has that kind of mind. And the, the beauty is, it's, it's interesting, we both work differently but work harmoniously together. We do together. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think, in, in business is really, really important, is to learn what you are, what type of person you are, because you can't be something you're not. So focus on your strengths and allow other people to have their strengths and don't fight against it because if you do you'll get trouble <laughs> and i think we've been quite successful at that from being quite honest yeah okay um right i think i think i i think that's brendan what do you want to say about anything uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about your values you know you talk but you have to describe your values do you yeah. want to just just do, do you have those written out or anything? Do you have them? We do. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the values we established? Yeah, yeah, the values that we've established as a business and we do hold them dearly is genuineness, empathy, and warmth. And um, But it's also uh, described as non possessive warmth. So what happens is you can be warm to somebody, but are you just doing it for self-gain? Or are you doing it when you're being really, truly genuine? And so to work in your life and in your business with a non-possessive warmth means that you're not being sneaky about it. Because you know, I know, and we all know that whether it's a friend or a client or somebody that's teaching you or whatever you're doing, if it's done from a place of self-gain, it doesn't feel right. But if you do it from the right place, then it works. So whether that's just having fun with your friends or doing business, it's really important. That's what makes the world tick, I think. And um, so you talked a lot about creativity and how do you um, empower the creativity in others that, that you're involved in? Because you, you, you're quite a kind of, you know, um, you're well known son and you develop lots of hairstyles and, and you're quite, I think, transformational in that. So mm -hmm. how do you manage that? How do you foster that creativity in others? Yeah. Well, I think in general, people that come into the hairdressing industry are usually craving some kind of artistic creativeness. 
they want it, they're attracted to it. Not always, but most of the time. And so you've got to allow that to develop. And we're very lucky that we work, shall we say, on the floor together all the time. And so we're, we're around each other, so you're continually watching what other people are doing. And so you've got to allow yourself to be inspired by others. And not just the people you work with, but other, like other salons, other hairdressers. But then also bring in other things in life, whether it's how you dress, architecture, creativity, art, music, theatre. You know, it's, it's to get inspired by stuff. And we've all got the things that we like. So um, encouraging that, um, but there's also a lot of hard work in it as well. And it's not shying away from the nitty gritty bit of sweat because sometimes the best things come through really, really um, hard work and basically a, a bit of sweat. And it's not shying away from that at all. In fact, it's actually almost encouraging it um, and I once read a book called Bounce, and it was like, what does it take to become a master or really good at something? And it was 10,000 hours they, they, they worked out, which we worked out that, you know, if, a, if somebody starts to train as a hairdresser, they work about um, 2,000 hours a year-ish. Now, after three years, you're just at the beginning of 6,000 hours. So then in your next two years, which is about right, and we watch it and see it, at that stage you really watch people blossoming. And that's just the beginning. It goes on and on and on. And a lot of it is deep experience and it's constantly trying. So whether it's just working hard or trying to be creative, you can build on that whatever you um, whatever effort you put into it. I suppose it's like creativity, it's, it's to the extent that I said it's the art of flow. And so, what you're saying there, after you've done this at 10,000 hours, you can go into that state of flow yeah. where creativity yeah. just um, yeah. blossoms, as you said. Yeah, it's like when you think of sports people or artists or musicians or accountants, it takes time. It's kind of a natural apprenticeship. Yeah, some people are natural in the sense that they have obviously got an artistic touch to their fingers. There's no two ways about that. But I've watched people that in the beginning may have been on the clumsier side, but become immensely artistic. So don't always read the book by its cover, because it's surprising what happens when people put the effort in. I know that um, Ian Rankin was a local author to Edinburgh, um, but international in his success. He said, you know, I work very hard at my writing, it's a craft, I work extremely hard, and he probably writes a book a year, and he said, all I see is the harder I work, the luckier I become. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and somebody once uh, told me a thing which I always remember, and it's, get ready to be lucky. Well, that's similar to that, yeah. yeah. Because if you've got passion, if you've got a purpose, if you've got ideas of success, you better get ready for them. We'll see if you get them. You might not be ready yet. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, so let's look at that. You, you, as you say, you've been quite a few years in business now. So if you look back on it, 
Um, what's your kind of proudest moment? What do you feel most proud about so far? Um, it's a big question. I think um, it's still being here, I suppose, as a family business. It's, um, it's all about keeping the quality up and having the longevity. You're in it for the, for the long term and the long story um, and the fact that we've um, unfalteringly managed to do that. And then for, for many people that you've trained up and have worked in your salons and everything else, and for them, um, are you, do you track them to see where they perhaps go in life? Are they? Yeah, well, there's, you know, we've had, we're very lucky that we've had people that have worked in the business, believe it or not, from as long as 15 years. <laughs> we just had our first retirement, actually, which is quite something. And we've got a lot of people in here 30 years, lots of 20 years, lots that have just started. And there have been people that obviously leave the business and move on to the next um, stage in their life. Some have run their own businesses. Um, some have moved out of hairdressing and on to, to, to something else. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we're very much um, a big family in a way. You know, it's like, and it's like that in many industries. It's certainly like that in others. It's like there's a, a family tree of people that have come from things. And I think once you've put that much effort and time into something in your life, you're always a part of it. It will always be with you, even if you leave or if you go into something else. You've come from that stable block, as it were. And it's interesting in, in our industry, you look at different um, stables, salons, um, you can see it. You know, if you go to London, there's a big family tree of where everybody's come from. If you're in Edinburgh, it's the same. If you're in Glasgow, wherever you are in the world, there will be a family tree of where people have come from. And you can't get rid of that. It's a bit like what school you went to or it's your roots. Well, it, it, it's your roots, absolutely. Um, and that will always be with you, I think. So just perhaps then, just to, to summarise, in fact, just a letter to your student self, um, could you just summarise what your key message would be to those students? Yeah, a key message to my former student self would be uh, try and find your purpose what you really want to do. Be passionate about it. Do not duck the hard stuff. Because the hard stuff will probably be the thing that makes you what you are. And enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, find something else. Well, thank you. Thank you, uh, Jason, um, for all your thoughts today on the letter to student self and with your views about what success means to you in business. And thank you, obviously, we wish you very well on your journey. Thank you. You're very welcome.